What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins' official podcast network covering your team, your Miami Dolphins, each and every day. How's it going, everybody? It is Thursday, Christmas Eve. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, my interview with Dolphins linebacker Kyle Van Noy. He talks about his foundation, breaking the stigma of adoption as well as his first year playing for your Miami Dolphins. All of that and more on this Thursday, December the 24th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. Hey Dolphins fans, the new year starts now at AutoNation. Let's skip the rest of 2020 and get to big New Year savings on your favorite AutoNation Chevys, Fords, Toyotas, Hondas, and a whole lot more. Shop safely at the AutoNation store near you or AutoNation.com and save now. Let's go ahead and start this podcast off here with my interview with Dolphins linebacker Kyle Van Noy, who had plenty to say here on this edition of Drive Time. Let's go ahead and welcome in Kyle Van Noy. And riding shotgun now on the Drive Time podcast is first-year Dolphins linebacker Kyle Van Noy. Kyle, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Travis. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, first year in South Florida for, for you as well as me, I love it here. I want to ask you, how you feeling about, you know, December, the sun shining, and, and being in South Florida for the first time? Honestly, Travis, it's a dream come true to wake up in December and not have to worry about snow or you know, what jacket am I, I'm going to wear and sweatshirt because it's so cold. I'm just blessed to be able to wear shorts and a T-shirt, go on walks with my family outside. It's, it's truly a blessing to live in Florida right now. The walks are clutch. I can I completely agree. Also, getting rid of the ice scraper out of my car was like a big moment for me. I was so excited to not have to do that ever again. <laughs> I was going to ask you, your family must love it. You mentioned the walks. I, they got to love it too, right? Yes. Wifey has an amazing time here. Little Trey's enjoying his time here. Uh, we're definitely sun people, so it's nice to have the sun in November and December. And, and it's going to be nice in January, too. We expect to be here in January. Yes, sir. The good weather keeps on rolling right along. And, you know, when the, when the sun goes down, I know you have a, another hobby that you, you pursue quite aggressively with, with the, uh, the Twitch streaming and the video games and stuff. And you've done some, some fun giveaways. Can you talk a little bit about where the inspiration for that comes and, and inviting people to come play with you and just kind of being that, you know, open, open athlete that, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, people didn't have a chance to talk to. Like, what is your inspiration for being so accessible on those Twitch, uh, those Twitch streaming videos? Yeah, I just wanted to basically show an avenue outside of football that, you know, a lot of players play video games. It's something that I'm passionate about. I have my own esports company that I'm a part of, Xset. Um, we're a diverse, growing community that just wants to be different and, uh, we're doing really well. We're already considered one of the top 10 esports companies in the world already, and we've only been going since July. So that's truly a blessing. Um, but really, I started playing video games when I was young. I, I always was passionate about it. 
and now I'm able to have my own channel to be able to voice my opinion because everybody can give their opinions nowadays and you know it's nice to be able to give your own and have your own feedback and people can really understand who you are as a player and as a person and you know I do giveaways on my Twitch Christmas is coming up so you definitely got to tune in I I do from giving tickets away to you know signed autograph cards pictures Um, I've done all sorts of stuff so it's fun to have my own thing you know I hope everyone comes I do I do one on Tuesdays after every game win or lose sometimes I show highlights of the game so it's a fun time I wanted to ask you, Kyle, because I think, you know, myself and probably plenty of the audience out there might be a little bit technologically illiterate. How do we get, how do we find that? Like, what's the best way to get to those videos and to find these giveaways and to interact with you on those? That's a good question. Uh, As I'm scrambling to look up (laughs) the exact thing, I know on Twitch, you can go to on Twitch, which is, it's an app. It's KVN underscore 53. You just type it in and my channel will pop up. You can also find my channel on Instagram as well as Twitter. Um, it's pretty easy. And then I usually tweet out um, on Tuesday a link that you can just click on that will pull up and you'll be able to interact and then basically chit-chat for free and you know, get, give, put your name in for a drawing and hopefully you can win tickets to a game. Yeah, that's easy enough. Just go follow the man on Twitter. Follow Kyle Van Noy on Twitter and get get in on some of those bonuses and giveaways and perks. So, Kyle, you mentioned something earlier that I, I have to talk about because I put it in my notes here, and I'm so glad you mentioned it. Growing up playing video games, and I've I've asked some of your teammates, you know, and that's why I gave you a little bit of a hard time about the age off the top here because I'm 33, so a little bit closer to you than you know, say Noah Ibnagani, who's 21 years old and was yeah. not even alive when I was playing those video games growing up. What's, what's the number one old school game you go to? Like, if you want to turn back the clock, what's the system in the game that you go to? Oh, man. It's got to be, obviously, you know, obviously there's the Sega Genesis and stuff before that. But if I were to have to, I got to say the OG Nintendo 64, you know, Super Smash, Mario Kart, you got Blitz on there. Just all those video games on the 64 brings back good memories. Memories of um, just beating up on my brother in video <laughs> games. He was older, so he would always beat me in sports, but it was my way to get him back beating him in video games. <laughs> I was I was expecting you to say 007 GoldenEye since you're into the first-person shooter. Oh, yeah, shooter. that too. I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a classic too. Because I, w- I was going to challenge you to a game of slappers only, where you can only just use the hand and chop each other. That's like my favorite game of all time. <laughs> That's fine. I just know how to use iJob on the map, and you, <laughs> you, you'll, you can't screen look or anything. I, I know my way around the map without looking. Say, yeah, same here. You get up in the, it's called the facility. You, go, you can go hide in those vents, or when someone gets put up in the vent, you go up there and you can just wait for them to come down. It's, it's, it's cheating. It's shooting fish in a barrel, literally. So, uh, yeah, man, maybe, maybe one of <laughs> these days in, in a post-COVID era, we can, we can fire that thing up, because I actually own that game, sir. So, uh, it's, uh, right, I like yeah, it. got to pull it back up. Let's talk about a little bit of football here. Kyle and you know you're on this defense that's been near the top of the league in scoring third down defense takeaways and sacks all season long 
just wanted to ask you for maybe a general perspective, like what is it that makes this defense so productive when, you know, maybe coming into the year, that wasn't the general perception. The general public didn't think that. I mean, I had my thoughts about where the defense would go, but why are you guys able to be so productive this first year since you got here and under Brian Flores and Josh Boyer? You know, I think it's a combination of everything. I think it's a combination of good players and good coaches and feeding off everybody's juice and thing is you can't just pinpoint one thing there's we got smart players we got physical players we got uh players that can do multiple roles you know and i think the one thing we have in common is that we're all hungry to win and when you have all that one common goal i think everybody um can accept roles and when they get their shot they want to be able to produce for the team and not be, you know, the problem. And I think that's what we've created here. We've created a high standard and we're just trying to reach that and go beyond that standard. And I think one of the things that you mentioned that really rings true for this defense is just the the selflessness and the versatility of guys to do multiple jobs. And, and I think no one fits that more than you, Kyle. I mean, just going back over your snap counts over your whole career, playing off ball, playing on the edge, playing up in those a gaps, man. It's, I almost play like, where's Waldo with 53, where's 53 at? Where's he going to be coming from? <laughs> and, and one of my favorite things to watch, and it's not just you, it's your teammates as well, but whenever they pull that backside guard or they bring a tight end across the formation on split zone or whatever it might be, you guys all have this penchant for just getting in there and being so aggressive and jacking that block up. And it forces the guy to kind of get back into the backfield, forces the running back to bubble. I just want to know, like, is that a mindset? Where does that come from to be so physical and aggressive in the way you guys attack blocks? And how important is that to a defense? Yeah, I think it comes from a slogan that, uh, I had from a previous employment, it was called the edge is set on Saturday. So it's a mindset. Um, it's something that I take on and will take on if I um, can, excuse me, if I ever coach to me continuing to play, the edge is set on Saturday. That's just a mentality. That's a mindset. Uh, it's just aggressive. It's, you know, you want to funnel everything back to, uh, the players inside and it's something that I've grown to um, just take on as a chip on my shoulder early on in my career possibly was told I wasn't a very good run defender and you know was took that as pride you know that the edge is set on Saturday and that's kind of my mentality that I want to be able to do. And I think other guys on our team have that same mentality. I mean, Shaq's doing a really good job. King's doing a really good job. And of course, Agba is doing a really good job. And so we're just going to continue to try to do that the rest of the year. And Kyle, you mentioned something there that I have to ask you about. You mentioned the possibility of a post-playing career coaching job. Is that something you're interested in, post-playing career? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I was just saying in general, okay. you know, I... I, I've noticed in these younger generations, you know, watching nephews play, uh, coaching um, seems to be somewhat of an issue that I, w I might want to do. I, I, haven't, I haven't been fully, you know, committed to it, but I just want to be able to teach kids values that, you know, playing sports is a privilege. It's, you know, I, obviously mom and dad have to spend money to play. 
and that's a privilege. So I hope every one of them um, believes to get better and understand that it's a blessing to play the sport. That's that's awesome, man. Like, and you know, I'm obviously just a, a media guy these days, but I grew up playing sports, and I always tell people that. Every life life lesson that I learned came through sports, came from that camaraderie, the common goal of working with a team. So that's that's really cool to hear. And you're in a, like we talked about with South Florida, you're in a great spot for that because I don't know if you're familiar with some of the Dolphins' current alumni who coach in the area. And that just to me seems like it shouldn't be fair at the high school level to have those guys <laughs> coaching them up. So maybe that's an avenue you go, you know seven, eight years down the line when maybe you want to hang them up. But we still got football in your career, plenty of football in the tank. I want to ask you, you mentioned, you know, kind of being that 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 conduit for the young guys in the team and, and having that mindset about setting the edge on Saturday. I love that quote. And Brian Flores talked about the benefit of having the pre-existing relationships with guys like you and Elandon and Eero. From your perspective, how does it help the young guys on this team to have you guys there to be that kind of conduit for Flores' message to the team? Yeah, I think... It's it's pretty easy because you know there we could talk about the little situation I guess of B flow backing up his players I mean just that right there um, I could be a a testament that uh, I've been on both sides of that <laughs> where he's able to get my back as well as call me out and uh, players respect that I want that as a coach to have my back and definitely flow has your back and players recognize that. And I'm able to, you know, be the first one to stand up in front of my teammates and tell them that's flow to a T right there. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a fiery coach that wants to win. And I have that same mindset. And I think our team has taken on our coach's mindset as well is doesn't matter where, where it is, in the world, we're trying to win a game. Yeah, it's it's been so much fun to see the way the fans have responded to that as well. I think it's it's more than just the team. I think the city almost takes on that that personality of the football coach as well. So it's it's been really cool to watch the evolution. And with that in mind, you know, you you sign here in, in March, Kyle, and now here we are, fourteen games down, two to go in the regular season. I, I wanted to get your kind of take like you know the the meme on twitter right how it started how it's going like where would you put yourself into or just ex- describe how it started with the signing back in march and how this team is right now like how happy are you with how that that time span has gone and how you guys have grown and come together as a football team well for me i mean i guess the three pictures that i would put up with put up right now would be you know me on in an apartment in California, sign you know, signing my contract to, I guess how how it it was going it would be me, um, I guess injured with me getting ran over by Josh Allen in the second week of the game, <laughs> um, to to now I guess would be. I, I don't know what picture we would come up with. Just, I would say an Xavier Howard pick number eight. How about that? Of how it's going. And, you know, hopefully we'll have another picture here in a couple months. So I think it's a gradual, gradually done uh, pictures, not just one or two. I think it's a couple. Okay, so those yeah. are the ones I would pick. That that makes perfect sense, and that's that's actually a good uh, kind of transition to my next question here because you mentioned the the week two game against the Bills, 
and starting off one and three and now to be in the position the team is in now here with a couple of games left in December. And Josh Boyer talked about this in the start of the year and it's, it's a Flores message as well that we're not going to be the same defense or the same team in December as we are now. We have this growth and improvement mindset. And I mean, you guys have gone out there and improved it every single week now. Is there maybe one or two things, Kyle, that clicked for this defense or for this team that got things turned around where you can look back and say that was the moment where things kind of turned around for us? I would guess just going to San Francisco and going an extra day and it was like our first time as a team to be able to like hang out and grow together and just a long flight get you know it, it was it's something I guess that was fun for me I would say was on Saturday we were able to hang out outside you know we had our walkthrough and meetings but then after we were done we had six hours to kind of hang out and we got to watch other players old alma maters play and just chit chat and everybody just got to know each other a little bit better and kind of we started i would guess that family situation or that family moment um on that road trip and then we played an, an amazing game fits had an amazing game defense. We were turning, you know, turnovers and sacks all day, and we kind of gave it to the Niners. And I think that whole trip was like, I would say, the turning point for me if I had to pick one and like just growing as a team and getting to know everybody and finally be like, all right, like this is what we got. This is our, this is our people this year. Let's get it. You know, we have a chance to do something great. We're one and two. We know we're way better than that or we were one and three at the time we were way better than that and we knew knew it and we just wanted to go out and prove it and that was like the game to kick it off yeah, that's a, that's a great story because you, you guys have talked about the way this team kind of bonded together the, throughout the course of the season. So that's a perfect example of that. I'm, I'm excited to be able to play that on the podcast here for Dolphins fans. A couple more questions here for Kyle Van Noy, Dolphins linebacker. Yeah, that's like, that's like behind, that's like behind the scenes secret that's right That's what I'm there. saying. Look at you. <laughs> That's, I, I gotta pull that out of you, man. You, you you make a good interview for me. You get some some inside behind the curtain type of stuff. That's what we're looking for. It's, it's exactly what the fans come for. So you know, Kyle, I, I want to finish up with some more personal stuff and personal ventures that you've kind of taken on in your life with you and your family, Marissa, obviously uh, on the on the Kyle Van Noy Valor Foundation. And I saw a cool little clip where you guys were talking about finding homes for kids post um, for foster kids post. I don't know the, the term for it. Once they, I guess, become too old to become foster. Oh, okay, aging out. Perfect. So if you could just talk a little bit about, you know, that foundation and what you guys are doing to make an impact on those foster kids and the motivation behind the foundation. Yeah, so the Van Noy Valor Foundation, my wife and I started a while ago. Uh, we, I'm adopting, and people kind of know that my wife and her, uh, my wife's brother and dad are also adopted. So it's something that really resonates to our family. Um, we also wanted to get rid of a stigma be be behind adoption and foster care. And then we just wanted to strengthen um, kids that were struggling in the community for success. We wanted to armor them for success. And that's kind of why we created uh, the Va Van Noy Valor Foundation. And then this year, we finally uh, started something that we've been talking about for years. It's called the Valiant Knights Program. It's a scholarship an internship program that will pay 
for college scholarships and give them paid internships that will provide them an opportunity to work and save money and build great relationships. And the potential of the Valiant Knights program is is awesome. It's going to change the lives of these youth uh, for the better. It's really overwhelming because um, it's really could change the course of a whole entire generation. And we're just focused on the older kids who are aging out of the foster care system because they're the ones that are still part of our future um, that kind of get left behind. And we wanted to be able to create something where, you know, we wanted to give them an opportunity to where they can succeed in whatever it is they're trying to do. And we're really proud. We're really grateful to launch this. And, you know, it wouldn't be done also without the sponsors that we have and the board members that we have. So thank you to them, too. I'll ask you the same question I asked you about the video games. How can the fans and, and people like us get involved and, and help out? That's that's easy. I can answer this one. I know this one. <laughs> you can go to VanoyValorFoundation.org. Nice and easy. You can either put it up in into the URL uh, place or better yet, you can do what I do. You can put it into VanoyValorFoundation.org right into Google or Yahoo or whatever launcher you use. And it'll be nice and easy. You can click it, and there's all sorts of stuff you can look at about how we started, you know, how to get involved, different events we have coming up. We have a Christmas tree giveaway that we're doing here where I can't, you know, it's still got to be a secret, but we're basically going to have a Christmas tree giveaway with um, some families here in the South Florida area that we're super excited about. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. Good to, good to hear you making an impact right away getting down here. And I got to say, I saw those Valiant Knights cleats. And as, as the kids would say, Kyle, those are clean AF, my friend. I, I need some running shoes to look like that because those, those, those are right up my alley. <laughs> but I do want to go back and, and ask you more about, you know, coming up as, as a young man, Kyle, and, and being adopted and just what age were you adopted at? And, and what was that experience like for you as a youth, you know, being an adopted child and, and now obviously in a position where you can give back? But what was it like for you at first, you know, being a kid that was adopted? That's a question I get quite a bit. I was actually really young. I was, I want to say two months old, three months old, four months, I, I don't know. But it's something that I, I've grown as I've gotten older. It, it's something I think about more and whatnot, but I'm really with the family. Like I, I was obviously brought to this earth a different way to the family that I was supposed to be in. And my parents are great when people are like, you're, you know, you know, your birth parents, like I basically look at my parents, parents, like they're my birth parents and my brother's my brother. Like, I don't know any different I don't want to know any different, really. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm content with the family that I got. You know, it's a it's a blessing. I hope others can have that same thing I have, and that's kind of what, why we start our foundation. And you know, hopefully, I can be a somebody that people are like, man, like I I shouldn't be shy. Or if somebody is wanting to adopt and has questions, like they can they can ask me. I, you know, there's there's times where obviously it's not easy because genetically or, you know, there's different things where you think differently than your parents or brother, things like that. But and all in all, I love them. They're my family and I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at. Do you I have mean, I make fun of my mom? All, 
I make fun of my mom all the time saying that she would that she picked me out at like a at like a kitty litter or a dog <laughs> litter, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna pick a you know, a two time Super Bowl champion. <laughs> I give her I give her I give her some trash talking all the time about that. It's not how it works, but it's just funny. It's yeah, funny how it works out. You know, you, you, she get she got rewarded by doing something you know very noble and very you know. I think that like like you mentioned, there's you you mentioned a stigma around like the idea of of adoption. Can you maybe talk about that a little bit and and maybe just how you yeah yeah just go ahead. I say it because I've dealt with it. You know, like definitely in the '90s and I mean before even me, like. It wasn't something that a lot of people did. I think it would, it would, it's not as common as it is now. But you know, people would always throw shade sorts away, like "oh, you're adopted," like almost like it's a bad thing type of deal. And um, every, I feel like every kid that's in foster care, they didn't sign up for it. They didn't say, "Oh, pick me. I want to be a foster care system." You know, they've been in situations where that has led to it. And for me, like I, I've been blessed to be able to be raised by awesome parents and I'm grateful for it. But also there's lots of kids like me that are out there. And I feel like there is a stigma around, around it. And I'm just trying to be a positive light and bring a uh, positive energy to it. That It's really a blessing. Um, so you, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned your brother, you have the one brother. Is that it? Yeah, his so, name's Travis too. Hey, good company. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why we uh, get along so well. <laughs> um, do do yeah. they do they follow you quite a bit in your football career? Do they do they come to a lot of the games and, and that that type of thing? Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. They they support me really well. I give them a hard. I give my dad a hard time. He's kind of like the opposite of me. Like on vacation, I actually like to you know go to a beach and do nothing. My dad's more of like camping and fishing. Like I, I'm not a big, I'm not big into that. That's for sure. <laughs> I always, I always tell my my brother always wants to go camping too. I'm like, I, we've already like advanced technologically beyond the need to camp. Like I want to go, like you said, I want to go relax. Maybe exactly. sit on a beach with a mai tai or something, man. Like what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. I want to be in, a, I want to be in a nice hotel and, and and not have to worry about an itinerary or be somewhere <laughs> on time. I I can just chill my dad has an itinerary you know I, like nah it's not that, that's not even vacation no it's not because now, now i'm picturing griswold out there like hitting all the all the uh, monuments right like is that is that the the van noy tra- tradition <laughs> there going yep. to every big spot in the town yeah that's funny i got i got one more <laughs> question for you here kyle before i let you go um you were nominated as the dolphins per, uh, uh nominee for the art rooney sportsmanship award if you could just talk for a second about what that means to you and and uh yeah just what what that means to you to, to be nominated for that award i mean really it's, it's amazing for any, you know to get recognized for anything especially in this league that there's such there's really good men out there there's really good players on our team you know good good young guys on our team and i feel honored to represent uh fins the fins up community as well as the ride the wave community you know i'm i'm big into giving back i'm big into and i i'm not perfect i'll be the first one to say obviously there's you know i'm not perfect in the sense of you know 
uh, I, I talk a little trash sometimes, but I feel like I'm also respectful too. Like I want to do the right thing on the field. Um, I, I have my players back. They have my back. And it's one thing that I'm proud about. I've always wanted to show sportsmanship and do it the right way and be a professional. And I just hope um, other kids will want to look up to somebody like me because I want to be able to uh, show that you, you can do it all. You can be a, a successful football player. You can be a successful businessman. You can do all sorts of things, and you don't want to limit yourself to one thing. And, yes, thank you to the Dolphins for nominating me for that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's that's great to hear, man. You talk about uh, a little bit of trash talk there. If we ever do get a chance to link up on that 007 GoldenEye, I will be talking plenty of trash to you, Kyle. I don't know if you can hang, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe we'll see one day maybe we'll see kyle van noy dolphins linebacker kyle i really appreciate your time today man it was a blast to talk to you and uh good luck out there on game day hi travis it's it good to talk to you man yeah likewise fellas i appreciate it kyle man how great was that there he goes dolphins linebacker kyle van noy and as your holiday kind of winds down, whether you're listening to this on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, whenever it might be, before gifts, maybe after family has left, you're checking this out, you want to get the latest on Miami Dolphins and Las Vegas Raiders, go ahead and check out Top News on MiamiDolphins.com. We'll have the latest for you guys there, as well as the game preview, all the good matchups for Dolphins and Raiders in the crucial Week 16 game in Las Vegas. As for today's podcast, that is going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, go ahead and leave us a rating, leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Wingfield NFL. Go ahead and follow Kyle at KVN underscore three. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. The Fish Tank and the Audible Podcast have new episodes coming out next week. And also, of course, last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Enjoy your home alone, your diehard, whatever your movie of choice is. Enjoy it. Enjoy your family. We'll talk to you after the game on Saturday night. Fins up.